welcome back ATL family and Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever you what suits you. This is Joe King. I'm with the great Kent Wolverton and also we have two special guest co-hosts. Sergeant Omar Figueroa, you've heard from him. Sarge, say hello. Hello. And a voice you have not heard. I've tried to get her on the, uh, some other episodes and she keeps giving me, you know, uh, the Heisman and, and coming up with excuses. It's uh, Senior Corporal Sasha Kim. She's uh, our new, new peer support coordinator. Hi, Sasha. Hello. I'll be bobbing and weeping. Okay. Yep. That's probably all she'll say. But I just turned the mic off. No, I'm just kidding. Make sure you jump in all you want. All right. This is our message from the host, number 14. We want to do a 2023 year in review, just like we did last year. We got some good feedback from it, so we didn't shit can it, and we thought we'd bring it back. It's We're going to take this opportunity to talk about some, reflect on some of our episodes and experiences throughout 2023, as well as what we're working on for 24 and i also want to give some mentions to some people that have reached out and shown support throughout the year and just throughout the whole uh journey of this doing this show can't you ready yeah so we started out 2023 with the very sexy clint mcnear and tony godwin um i know he's going to hear this and he always uh, gives us a shout out on uh the blue grit podcast for the tmpa so thank you clint's uh clint actually is uh going to be one of the 2024 projects him and tyler are going to come back uh, come back on and do a show on you know uh the blue grit podcast and tmpa just to highlight what those guys are doing we did expose the atl family to the candelaria twins and that was really fun, kicking Brian in the crotch the whole time and, uh, and Gabe cringing, you know, because he does work for the Chief. But it was fun. And it actually segued into having their uh, the daddy on, Omar, which he, you know, he kicked their ass in downloads. I'm just kidding. Well, no, I'm not. Gretchen Rocha gave us a front row seat to July 7th as a rookie in the line of fire. We had Communications 101, came from Jillian Etheridge, who now happens to be my sister-in-law. We had two badass SWAT episodes and Matt Smith and the great Andre Taylor. Now that's Lieutenant Andre Taylor. We've had a documentarian photographer, credible person in homicide, Sergeant Jessica Criddle. We got to hear about her dancing. We hear, heard from one of the founding fathers of the ATO and David Rodriguez. We had a 9-11 survivor, Chief Garcia telling us how to act outside the box. We had the honor of sitting with Tim and Kathy Pinton. Their episode stretched our limits of emotions on this podcast. But I have to say, with all the feedback that I received, it was well worth it. It was really nice to uh, to get to meet them. I mean, just a, the great people outside of the circumstances that we met on, but seeing them at every one of the events, you know, they're always just a, a warm face sitting right there smiling at you and, and I, I look forward to finding them every time we go somewhere yeah they they have volunteered at, <clears throat> at just about every ato event and uh even the dpa functions they're there they want to help and we they're reaching out for thing ways they can help the wellness unit in our department uh whether it's talking about grief loss and yeah we're definitely going to work them in um if they're willing to 
help. We're really open to uh, to taking that because we need it. It's they they can talk talk on a subject that not many can, and I think we can learn from that and you know heal from it. It's a great uh, perspective, different perspective than what we're used to. Oh yeah. So we really appreciate them. Oh, the, the, I love them. Um, and they they're they're big fans of the show. They. Uh, you know, Tim and Kathy reach out after every episode, which I love. Every time I see a text message come through, I'll release an episode, and probably twenty less than twenty four hours later, I'm getting a, a message from them, or I see their social media post about the episode. It, it, I, I can't thank you enough for that uh, that support. Um, you know, and, it, and it's kind of fuel to want to do more instead of you know uh, in the show. Well, we also sat with a fella named. Detective Steve Hodak, and that was probably one of the tensest rides because of his uh, his uh, psych diagnosis, and I didn't want to piss him off. But an amazing dude, hard ass worker, really accomplished. And now I have to say that let's just say that some of the programs he talked about getting off the ground uh, in his episode, they're in the works and they're they're rolling. And I'm 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 glad that that his talents and his dedication are going to get. Uh, get some exposure because it's going to be for the benefit of uh, the other officers and detectives and beyond. We've had Australian detectives on DEA. We even had a T cold director and former Texas Ranger and Gretchen and Aaron Grigsby. That was really fun. You kind of just glossed right over a perfect opportunity for one of your good day mates. I was waiting for Sasha. Sasha, give me your best good day mate. You don't want that. So, you no, know, I think the listener really does. I think they do. I suck. Good day, mate. Right? That's perfect. That's perfect. It. I thought we were in Australia. Nailed it. No, I'll, let me, yeah. Fooled everybody. I thought Russ was back here with the Greyhound uh, rescue folks. Shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, let's throw a shrimp on the barbie. We finished off December with a long-awaited story of the 2015 headquarters attack. Uh, that was a project that was, you know, that was a passion for mine since the hell I started this thing. And I think it was a story that needed to be told. I think we had the right people in place to tell it, and Danny worked his magic with with the sound and, um, and the audio, and I, I'm I'm very happy with how that turned out. It was really good to see Jude again too, just to yeah. to listen to him and get into the the nuts and bolts of everything, all the way down to the measurements of glass. That Jude has a remarkable memory. I, I still am astounded by it. Even if he was sitting there making that shit up, I wouldn't know. It sounded good. I know he wasn't. I know it was. It was probably not like you said, ninety nine point nine percent accurate with uh, with his description. But it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. That I, you know, I I, I want to say that for for I love all the episodes that we've done. Every one of them have touched and inspired me, and and, and actually challenged me in different ways. <clears throat> Especially the you know like the Pentons and then the people that I have on that I've never met before. At the Grigsby's. I mean, I, I met I met Gretchen uh, down at the Capitol in Austin, and said she had an idea. And hell, I'm listening. Okay, um, she's a T cold one of the T cold directors down there, and she had a great idea, and we made it happen. And I got to meet through that. I got to meet her badass husband, Aaron, and then also uh, Commander Grubbs of uh, Round Rock PD. It was just amazing people, and there's stories out there like that 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 nobody knows about they're kind of just hidden never get told and we are lucky to have a platform that we can just 
get people's amazing stories and their struggles out there and it could inspire and motivate motivate folks i'm i'm just happy uh i've i've loved all the episodes the project i'm probably most proud of just from the year and it's because it was a long project and didn't know if it was ever gonna actually get done was the headquarters attack that was that was uh that was a fun one and and it was a it was you know we wanted to get the story right i wanted to get the story right and i know that there were some parts of it that we just couldn't um include just for logistic purposes and 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 time and um but we did our best and uh to get the entire story out there of that what the incident that happened that led to that uh 2015 incident at the headquarters i think we've also discussed maybe bringing on some of those detectives and getting that side of the story out also because that's a huge part of it yeah and i i think we did a pretty good job uh i know as uh swat guys we get a lot of uh we get told that we thump our chest a lot and i want to i want to point out that everybody did a great job on that deal it, it was not a SWAT operation that was a total department deal and I think everybody deserves the credit that they got on that one yes well that's that's that that contributes to a lot when nobody else was injured or killed by that guy's plan the guy had a hell of a plan he did but we and like Jude Braun said that he he planned for everything but he didn't he didn't plan for 5-0 yeah <laughs> that's for sure Kent what is your uh I'm gonna put you on the spot what was your I'm going to say favorite. It's hard to say a favorite, but what was your most enjoyable episode or what was your biggest surprise episode that you, I know there was some that you were like, yeah, I don't know if, 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 if going to, how this is going to turn out. I'm always a little apprehensive to sit down with anybody that I don't know. So, um, we'll, we'll start with the ones that I really enjoyed. Uh, Chris Wood, great seeing you again, man. Uh, I really enjoyed sitting down with that guy and, and just reminiscing a little bit about some of the things we used to do. Uh, Lieutenant Taylor was an amazing one. Um, I remember we, we kind of knew where we were going with it, but to hear it from someone of that stature, and I, I mean, I've worked with, with Lieutenant Taylor, right? He took my spot when I left SWAT. But it's difficult to explain to some people how you you view them. Like, he's a he's a role model outside of everything that he's already been through before then. So all those guys that, that you grew up with, you know, maybe five, ten years ahead of you, you look up to them and you kind of model yourself after people like that. So to to sit down with him and for him to be as, as open as he was, because that, oh. that was gut-wrenching, you know. I mean, listening to him talk about why he went down the path he went and, and the way he was self-aware enough to correct it, you know, very inspiring. So I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, Brandon Dye was this year also. Yeah. Yeah. That was a guy that I, yeah. I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and within the first 15 minutes of, of meeting him, I was blown away with how, number one, how mature he was, you know, for a young officer and realizing that he was even younger than we thought he was. Um, very inspirational. And I feel like if that's the caliber of people that we have on the department at, at that tenure, then we're heading in the right direction. Yes. Um. Tim and Kathy, I did not want to do that episode. I know. Uh, I, I like to hide from, from feelings, especially those tough ones. But I'm glad that we did it. It really, beyond the success of the of the episode in itself, just getting to know those people better 
and I consider them friends at this point, you know, I mean, we, we talk every time we see each other. So I'm glad we did that one too. That was probably, that was the most difficult as far as staying composed. Uh, and I, I do a pretty good job, I think of hiding my emotions, especially the, the harder emotions. But, uh, that was, that was a really tough one, man. It kind of a, a gut punch, but Oh yeah. Well, you know what was really so behind the scenes on that. You know, Misty did that, did one of the best openings I think we've ever had. You know, and um, but talking about Mitchell in the beginning, and then getting to a point, we knew where we were going. We knew where it was headed. That was the most anxious I, w- I had been because we have a flow here typed out, and I'm sitting there following the flow, and with each paragraph and each section was getting closer and closer. You know, we took like a break before just to kind of just like it was like a 15 minute break just to kind of talk amongst yourself, mentally prep for what we're about to talk about. And damn, that was I think we needed that, too. But that was the most anxious I was I had been in an episode, especially watching that when we first started hearing Misty's intro and not trying to listen to the words of what she was saying was and not process it so I wouldn't get emotional because you got and it's hard to shit it's hard to, for me to talk when I get emotional so to hear that and then navigate through Mitchell's life and their life and uh in the parenthood and then know where we were going to that you know uh to that in February that that sucked it did but again it was it was beneficial. I think it, oh. it really it set something out that we wanted to get out there. And I also want to say thank you to Misty for showing up again. Uh, anytime oh. you could make it, we'd love to have you, even if it's just to hang out at the office. Uh, and Chris Webb also. I, oh. I miss that guy. Oh, I love that guy. They're, I mean, they're always, anytime Webb calls up or, or texts me with a, an idea for an episode, yep, don't, you don't have to sell me. I'm, you just tell me. I'm in. Good dude. Oh, he's he's the best, and uh, Misty got a with her. I mean, we we don't she we're not talking about what she does now, but just know she's kicking ass at what she's doing. But whenever she's available to record, she's going to be back on the show as much as we can, you know, uh, uh, squeeze out of her. <laughs> Especially if nothing more, I may just have her uh, write all the intros and email them to me. So we want to give a. A special mention to several throughout the year we get people from i mean literally from all over uh they reach out with ideas and say hello or just show gratitude or they tell us how we could do something better you know or how a story may have helped them process life or help out a family member or another first responder they sent it to somebody that was struggling and and that person went to counseling or that person uh made a career change because of something somebody said and 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 um you know and that that means a lot to get uh get those and i try to keep i publish a lot of these on on the social medias and some of the messages but there's a there's probably three times more that i don't that are more personal ones and i i keep to myself or i I just share within the core group um because you know there are there are some of them are very you know people being very vulnerable and you know, and I don't want others to, uh, I, I just don't want to put that out there like that. That's, that's for us. But I want to give a special me- mention to 
Anna Hale with the American Warriors Association. We met them here in the office and just had a good conversation with them just yesterday about how we can work together. And they, they after our meeting, their CEO that was sitting right there with Sergeant Fig sitting, he said he was so inspired. He gave them a mandate and also is going to fund something for them. Sorry, you even know about this. But I just had to talk to Dottie Claggett about a certain part of that. So it's something big for them. I'm, I'm proud of them. That's the uh, American Warriors Association. They're uh, they're based there in in uh, Fort Worth, and they're helping out Fort Worth PD. And I think I think that uh, they're on. They're gonna they're they're about to start up something big that's gonna help a lot of of uh, police and fire over there. Love uh, to hear it. Yeah. So Anna, she and she's she says she's hooked to the show, and hopefully she'll listen to this. And and um, you know, I just want to give them a special shout out. Will and Taylor Stoy from Stonegate, they've helped out our people immensely. Uh, Colin Gordon, young officer, uh, we're going to be, wor- you're probably going to hear his story in 2024, a young officer uh, here in Dallas, but a hell of a backstory and family uh, family story that's, I think it's going to surprise a lot of the listeners. Uh, Dallas officer, AJ Jaramillo, he's a rookie officer and he's reached out. And we continue conversation, and it is really, that's another message that I will not share, but it meant a lot to me, and I look forward to continuing that friendship. We had retired DFR uh, David Pinellas. Uh, he reached out another with a no- real sweet message. Um, he doesn't live in the area anymore, but he listens to the show. So shout out, David. Roy Marino and the Brotherhood, they have constant support. Uh, Greg Garcia is one of my oldest friends on an apartment. Love that guy. Uh, Pat Starr and I, uh, I remember he's riding with Spencer Barons, and we got him in the, the dope chasing game, and, and he, he fell in love. And, you know, he's he's just a genuine and just he's just an amazing guy. Grand Prairie Courtney Runnels, she has always given motivating feedback on, on this show. She got hooked on it, and she reaches out all the time. She's kind of pissed at me that – North Northwich and Hills PD got to meet Aussie before she did. I'll rectify that as soon as I can. Um, rookie officer Sebastian Serrano Santiago. He's from Puerto Rico. He reached out to me <clears throat> over 10 months ago and he said that he loves the show and he was going to apply with Dallas PD because of what he heard from the show and the professionalism and what we have going here. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't hear back from him for a long time. Until he was about to gra- a couple of days before he was going to graduate, and he uh, he said, "Hey, you heard from me nine months ago, and I just want you to know that I'm graduating the police academy in a couple of days." And thank he just thanked us, and uh, it was really sweet. Actually, I just saw him in the hallway. He's uh, he's he's running around with auto theft uh, for his week up here with the detectives, but he's he's a good kid. Yeah, he te- he texted me this morning and said he's going to come uh, visit the the office here in a little bit. Along those lines, congrats to Blake Harrison. He's in the academy right now. He actually put on his applicant interview board that he he applied because of the of the show. It's kind of funny that you know that that would inspire somebody to want a job. On an unrelated note, are they still doing bonuses for referrals in the academy? I'm looking into that. Okay, <laughs> they can make a nice donation to the to ATO. the ATO. There yeah. you go. North Richland Hills Captain uh, Melissa Andrews. She reached out after seeing the article on uh, Aussie the Greyhound and and 
our new therapy dog. I haven't really talked about it. I eventually will do maybe another message from the host just about that. But long story short, uh, we have a, the wellness unit now has a, a greyhound that's a retired racer. His name is Aussie, and he is in training to be a PTSD uh, and therapy dog. And he's assigned to me, and he's brought a lot of uh, he's brought a lot of a lot of joy to the department, and and to me personally, actually, he's people. He's like a rock star around here. I walk him around headquarters, and he gets mobbed. He's like the like the Beatles, and walking on fours. Sarge, you want to say say something? Yeah, uh, since we're on special mentions, I I wanted to um, give a big shout out to Doctor T and and the first team. Uh, for everything they've done for our department, all of the uh, psychological education pieces that that they've done, um, coming out when, whenever we call, having them uh, just just uh, the level of of service and and dedication that they have and uh, everything they put together for our department. Uh, thank you very much for that. Yeah, this was a rough summer for us and. They really, their response, um, really rallying around us and helping us out through that, um, is amazing. Yeah. That one of our, the night of one of our tragedies, it was like, it was after 9 PM at the scene, literally chief Garcia mandated, we make something happen for the next morning, which, you know, usually counselors and, and doctors, they are booked up and Dr. T is uh, very busy, very booked up called her from the scene and long story another long story short she had her team uh, here at 9 a.m the next morning and we throughout the day we ended like around almost 4 p.m throughout the day we saw over 300 uh uh personnel with dallas police department of the tactical side that included all swat vice narcotics fugitive uh, there was a lot of uh, deployments, CRTs. They were all, and there were some other people that were pulled in just because they were, hey, you, they were walking the halls. Hey, come on, you know, and, and we made it happen. So it was over 300 officers that I counted that that we saw. And then Dr. T dropped everything and come to to uh, make that, that difficult task happen because we, you know, to get, see that many people. Chief Garcia says he wants it done. We're going to get it done. Amanda Noyce. Uh, in the Finding, Finding Freedom Therapy Group. Uh, she's one of our new ATL counselors. I want to uh, say I look forward to sending people your way and also working with you. And Tempa Cheryl, uh, Sasha, you know her a little bit. Yes, maybe just a little bit. Just a little. Yes, yep. but her, um, the Brave Fight in Fort Worth, they're doing amazing things out there for the first responders in that community. So really big things happen in there. I ran into a few guys from the uh, the Boston area and uh, Braintree, uh, Billy Cushing and Freddie and the entire training group over there with the KK9 Foundation. You guys showed up big time, and uh, it was great to meet you guys, and I appreciate what you did. Yeah, I look forward to that. You know, maybe if they can get another stay here in, in, in Dallas for we can get them on here, I would love to – I'd like to – get more of a stranglehold on that northeastern part of the country uh and getting some other people from different i like to have people on from all over you know going back to matt janicek in iowa i mean shit he was texting me this morning he literally this morning is having he's doing his first 
presentation in front of a group of people about his incident. It's really not. And he's like, he was real nervous. I was telling him he'd do great. And I'm sure he's doing it probably right now. And I'm sure he's doing great. I'm sure he is, man. That guy was a was a rock star when he came in and, and actually did a really good job of explaining what was going on. And gratitude to that guy. Oh, yeah. He just, except fanboying over Claggett, you know, which, uh, Steve walked out of here. He couldn't get through the door. His head was was bigger. Well, I mean, we all kind of do that. Yeah, yeah, we all. <laughs> he is a hot man. So I talked about the the Australian uh, Greyhound that was a retired racer, and it's it's an organization that reached out to uh, to us and the DPA or FOP, and they have retired racers. They want to train to be PTSD uh, emotional support animals with therapy dogs. Russ Phelan uh, is running it. It's Aussie Mates in the state. And the liaison here, and also that the takes the training portion, is uh, John John McQuaid and, uh, and Galt, uh, Greyhound Adoption League of Texas. I know them because I had a dog from there uh, that I adopted from 04. And from 04, and um, they, uh, you know, I love Greyhounds. They're docile, gentle creatures. Um uh, they're perfect for this role. I never considered them for being a support dog until I actually got them. I'm, I'm assigned Aussie. Uh, you know, and I, anybody that follows us on social media is probably tired of seeing Aussie. But, you know, they get used to it. But he's, I'd be he's tired not, of seeing him. He's yeah. Okay. <laughs> he gets mobbed. I also would be remiss if I didn't mention the, the latest episode, 87, uh, with Damon West and the coffee bean story. You know, there's some people that were like, ah, what the hell are you, you know, having a guy on that, that was convicted felon and, and he did some bad shit. He doesn't not back away from from being a really bad guy and doing bad things. And I like the perspective that sometimes we can, officers do an arrest and detectives do investigations and we put people away and we see the recidivism, recidivism Ferris wheel over and over getting rearrested and out doing shit and it's nice to hear that in true bridge and divide fashion that we have somebody on that you know he is doing something different than he was 15 years ago he's going out spreading a message to groups that we can't get in we you know he said 95% of people get out of prison he goes into prison and he gives his message and even if a fraction of those people that are listening buy into it, that's better than 0%. So I, I, I really enjoyed that. I was real reluct- I was re- reluctant to do it at first. But then some people kind of like said, you know what, it's a great message. And it's also, it is bridging divides with us, the community, and law enforcement, and somebody that's, that's seen the other side. True to the title of, of this podcast. That's great. We're going to have on other people too that I don't, I'm not having on a bunch of people that just agree with everything they say or they agree with everything I say. That's, I don't think that's, that's not life. And that's not how you learn. You learn by taking in different perspectives and agreeing to disagree and existing together. That's literally the world. Well, of course. And then, and then having it shows us that our hard work, detectives' hard work, and then you know, it, it can matter. It can make a difference mm-hmm. as opposed to just the revolving door lead to that. Cause there's enough of that. Yeah. And it doesn't just stop when they go behind bars. No. It continues on afterwards. What impact are we making? 
Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about some upcoming episodes uh, that we have going on. Um, Next is Terry Bentley Hill. She's a criminal defense attorney. And that is also another way of reaching across the aisle. People are like, well, why are you having a criminal defense attorney on? And, um, well, wait till you hear her episode. You wait till you hear the message. And it's a very powerful message. It's something that needs to be talked about and, and taken on head on because there's nobody, no group, no culture that's immune to uh, suicide, especially this profession. Death by suicide is, uh, I mean, you know, first responders take their life three times more uh, than, than other citizens. And we take our life at a higher rate than a suspect takes our life across the country I, mean, I think it's something needs to be talked about that episode is probably going to have a trigger warning because it is it is very heavy then we have um, Dallas Police Association president on his way out the door Sergeant Mike Mata I think, uh, there, especially here in the Dallas area and even beyond I mean Mike's all over the place he's been the Dallas Police Association president for over six years he's retiring he's moving on to to bigger things and more challenges but his uh his story is it's it's very there's a lot of levels to it because there's a lot a lot of levels to his career and path of where he started at southeast chasing dope and to now battling you know activists uh fighting for officers rights um there was a lot to that story dallas fire and rescue casey ellsworth that is a really really interesting story uh from a really good dude but then there's a lot to that man in his life growing up that people are going to be really surprised about and we're going to talk about that when he and will on got uh, ambushed over there in south dallas and it led to a lot of change and a lot of training and just the way uh, you know the way dallas fire and rescue operates because of you know it was a it was a damn near really bad tragedy i mean uh will will got shot up pretty good and that was casey's Casey was uh, was his partner, and he walks us through that entire incident. It's pretty, it's pretty shocking that that uh, Will is still with us. We have cop line creator uh, Stephanie Samuels. That is another one. She started up a nationwide uh, hotline for first responders, and she has a really unique take uh, and new information that's come out on. TBIs and uh, and PTSD being P- TBIs and suicide, and very interesting. And I think we're going to try to have on a doctor uh, at a later episode to kind of follow that one up with with more research on that because there's just wait to hear the episode. It's uh, it's fascinating. We also have a child abuse detective uh, that's been in Dallas child abuse almost 19 years, and Corey Foreman. We have not touched on that subject yet on this podcast. We've had ICAC on, but child abuse, uh, I got to act. It's probably going to be a really heavy episode. Uh, But anybody that's done anything for almost 20 years, and especially that type of crime, there there might be some tears in that one. We're recording that in a few weeks, and, you know, I'm I'm excited about it, but I'm also anxious because that's another that, you know, I'm going to leave out of there probably feeling like, shit uh young officer colin gordon his episode uh kent's uh gonna get that going todd and kim stratman i talked to them i talked to her just this morning 
uh, retired DPS Deputy Director Lieutenant Colonel Jeff Williams. So, this guy, he just retired DPS uh, just a few months ago. When he left DPS, he was, I believe it, he was like number two in charge behind Director McCraw. I mean, he was assigned to, I think, Governor Abbott. I mean, he was, he's been in like seven shootings. He started DPS's uh, human trafficking program. You know, there's just so many directions we can go with him, and uh, we'll, that's going to be upcoming. Uh, Major Mark Harris will be back on the mic with his son for a different type of episode. And since we've been in the wellness unit, um, we've got a lot of officers that have reached out with, you know, and, and even going back to Damon West being an addict and doing what he did, we've got people that, we've got people on the department that struggle just like everybody else with their children, with their marriages. And Major Mark Harris and, and his son are going to come on and tell a story. I think that's going to it's going to touch a lot of folks. Yeah, and, um, I wanted to also uh, touch on uh, special mentions uh, too that we just cannot forget about uh, Dak Prescott. Um, that man uh, is something else with his Faith Fight Finish Foundation. Uh, and everything he does, it's it's akin to the Bridge and the Divide podcast, right? Um, he literally wants to bring together community and law enforcement and uh, the mental health uh, stigma. He, he wants to totally ab- obliterate that and, and get people help when, when they need it. Uh, I'm very grateful for everything he's done uh, to the ATO, uh, donations, and uh, for the... OWL Initiative, uh, Officer Wellness and Longevity, uh, helping us out here in the wellness unit. And uh, I cannot go without mentioning Chief Garcia and Chief Ramirez for creating this unit and uh, all the lives they've touched just just by uh, giving us the, the green light and to run with this. And it's just amazing. Uh, leadership. It comes from the top leadership. That's that's where it all begins. You think, Sasha? Yeah, it has to come from the top. It doesn't work if it's just the troops doing it. You have to get the buy-in, and that's why we've been seeing the success in our department. We we've got you know, and that's with anything. We we've all been around here long enough to see poor leadership in this department, and we see it in other agencies as well. So guys out there let's enjoy it while we have it because i promise you it could change on a dime and it can go a different direction but let's enjoy what we have and be positive and appreciate what we have kent you good yeah i think i've said my piece today okay well that is a perfect way to wrap it up at our 2023 year in review we're looking forward to 2024 to all of our brothers and sisters that are struggling through life, through work, work sucks. If you're short-handed, you don't, you're having problems at home, struggling with what you see out in the streets. Know there's people out there that you just have to reach out and they'll be there for you. Every department has people that are there for you. The life is, you know, life is much more beautiful and interesting with you in it. <laughs>